Hi, my name's Jasmine. I'm Sarveen. And I'm Aya, and welcome to Teens That Talk Too Much. <laughs> um, welcome to our first episode of our podcast. Uh, today is April 11th, 2021. Me and Sarveen are currently in one of her closets in her house. <laughs> yes, with um, previous homecoming dresses, really getting those <laughs> memories back right now. Pre-pandemic memories. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, so I am actually at my house in my office area. Um, I have like all my books and pens and everything around me. And I basically, my brother's asthmatic, so we are very cautious about, you know, when we leave the house, what we do, and we try to stay really safe for him. And my grandma, of course, but mainly my little brother. <laughs> yeah, so we don't hate her, so she was invited, guys. No, don't no, worry. no, don't worry, I don't, don't worry. It's we're friends, good. we're all friends. We're, we're all, all friends. Good. Honestly, I wish I could be there, like, I'm honestly going stir-crazy in this house, but it's totally cool. <laughs> yeah. In our everyday lives, we all experience some sort of escapism, especially now through the pandemic. Um, we've really had to tap into different forms of escapism, from reading books to watching movies during quarantine. What we really wanted to explore is how escapism has affected people during the pandemic and whether it helped or hindered them. We are juniors in high school living through these unprecedented times where one needs to find ways to escape to survive. In today's podcast episode, we will be talking about escapism throughout the pandemic. Uh, so we all did some research on our own about escapism in general, and Jasmine specifically found um, the pros and cons of escapism itself. Yeah, so one of the sources I found was from welldoing.org, Lynn Reed. Um, she really emphasized how escapism is honestly just doing more harm than good, which is mostly an opinion. I mean, what I found is um, scientists kind of argue about this if it really helps people or not. Um, she obviously believed that it did not help people, and she said that, like, basically the ultimate goal of escapism is the destruction of self, and saying that people just are running away from their problems and not really doing much to, um, solve their problems. So, to put this research into context, and kind of to debunk it, like Jasmine said, because she didn't really agree with it, and I don't think any of us really did, we wanted to interview someone who kind of went through the pandemic like we did, and that was one of my best friends, Sada. Okay, hi guys, so I'm Aya. I'm Sarveen. And I'm Jasmine. And we're here with our special guest for our podcast, Sada. Okay, so why don't you introduce yourself? My name is Sarah Ferris. I'm a junior. I go to Hawkins and I like yoga and tennis. Okay, cool. <laughs> we wanted to start off actually, how do you know us? Like tell the story of how you kind of know us. <laughs> okay, so I've known Aya forever. I don't even remember when we met. From the womb. From the womb. And then a year ago, a year ago, I met Sarveen. Jasmine, Jasmine is guilty by association. I just, (laughs) no, Jasmine's met you at um, Cammy's birthday party. Yeah. Yeah. And I met uh, Sarah at your birthday party. Yep. Oh, okay. okay. All through Yeah. Yeah. All through Aya. Aya's really just the person who's trying to help you. connected everyone. So, I did some research on literature and so did I think Sarveen and I found a article on the humanities um, by the humanities institute and it basically talked about throughout history authors would write lots of books after a pandemic and not only would they write the books on how it affected society but how it affected a person's mentality and um, how they think about life the article also kind of touched on how 
you know, not only do we read books like that now, but we read books that have nothing to do with these horrible things like pandemics that help us really to get out of our heads and to escape the world that's around us. Yeah, I uh, completely agree because I think uh, reading especially is something that should be enjoyable for someone. And when they're reading about something so like horrible, like like the pandemics that have gone on have happened in the past and what's going on currently um it can really affect someone's well-being and literature is a way to escape that um and so when we talked to sara this research we was really magnified and proved to be true as sara knows i read a lot yes everybody knows knows that but okay well sara's special because me and sara like she'll go to barnes and nobles this is kind of like kind of how we've escaped (laughs) Barnes and Noble she'll get a book that she's absolutely in love with and she'll be like I have to read this 20 minutes minutes later the book is at my front door I've read it like two days later I've returned it and the sequel is in my hands like okay so then going off of that what has books have you been kind of like leaning towards what's keeping you entertained so I'm actually starting to try and read more not classics but like things that you know like most people adults know. talk yeah. about yeah so I mean like I want to read the book thief um there's a book called like a thousand splendid sons yeah so splendid sons everyone should read that once in a while uh, right Colin Hussein. yeah, yeah, yeah. and so like I'm trying to read stuff like that but also during quarantine I definitely felt like m- the missing social stuff so I've read a lot of like a lot of romance and a lot of like fantasy novels that I actually <laughs> never used to I never used to like fantasy yes, and then I uh, I read a I read a series and then I got eye on it and it's like it was really good it was called it's the cool print wait I want to follow something up so you were saying how you like okay. to like read stuff about like what you're missing out on right now yeah do you yeah. think it helped you or hurt you during the pandemic do you think it's made you miss it more or do you think it's been like helpful I mean, I mean, I'm taking a class called screenwriting, but in order to understand like how to be a good screenwriter, we have to understand the significance of stories. And basically like fiction is escapism in a sense. Yeah, definitely. And like, even now, like when I'm really stressed, it's just helpful to have a book because you can like, you know, you get lost in them and you start mm-hmm. thinking about like a different set of problems than the ones you have. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's just like in general, like it's how it's easier to think about other people's issues than thinking about your own like it's the same thing as reading Mm -hmm. because because most of the books that I read aren't like yay let's all just sit around a fire and hug it's like (laughs) people are dying lots of stuff is happening but I definitely think it's helped um but it also causes like emotional stuff of its own like I've read books where I've been like really sad for like five days Okay, so another form of escapism we also talked about was music. Yeah, so I've always listened to music, and um, during the pandemic, a lot of, like, really A-list celebrity um, musicians released albums, uh, specifically Ariana Grande with Positions and her song Stuck With You with Justin Bieber, and Dua Lipa, she released Nostalgia. Um, I've always listened to Ariana Grande. She, um, the song Stuck With You especially was, (laughs) like, really... um, talk really was like about the pandemic and how you're like basically stuck with one another Mm -hmm. you can't really escape and then her positions album came out which was like amazing go listen to it if you (laughs) haven't um and then Dua Lipa um she talked about um how the nostalgia album when it came out 
it was a lot of like upbeat club type music like levitating great song mm-hmm. um and she and people thought like her record label thought it would fail because you know people couldn't go out to the clubs during that time but in reality didn't because um people were like oh i'm gonna use this to like have my own type of club at home i guess or, yeah. like just like have fun with the uh-huh. music even without going to an actual club yeah another thing with music too is that um like, for example, when these new songs or albums came out, it was a way to kind of start conversation with people that you haven't even seen, like, a lot because you were obviously staying at home or, like, couldn't hang out with each other. So when Positions came out, I remember, like, it was, like, when was that? September, October, maybe? Yeah. And I remember that's just when s- school went back into hybrid. So, like, I just, like, started seeing Aya, like, at recently. School, yeah. Like, I haven't seen her, like, the whole summer. Our whole group was really, like, loved around Garden. Like, we went to her concert freshman year. Yeah. We obviously loved her. So so that was like a really great way to like kind of break the ice since we haven't even seen each other or talked to each other um, throughout the pandemic. And also it was something common that we could talk about. Like not everyone could hang out and we couldn't talk about all the memories we had in the summer because not everyone was there. Like only a few people from our group could hang out. So at least with positions, everyone could talk about it and like say our thoughts on it. Um, okay, so for me, here comes, you know, my Taylor Swift plug. But um I think for me, I really struggled with this idea of not being able to put into words how I was feeling about the pandemic. I was very, um, I'm a very extroverted person. And so I obviously was very lucky, you know, my family was not affected by the pandemic, but it was still really hard and, you know, to stay at home and not see my friends who I love dearly and not connect with them on the level that we did, you know, connect before and see each other at lunch and hang out on the weekend. So it was difficult, but I think that when I heard, you know, Folklore and especially Evermore, specifically the the song Evermore, I was finally, that song when I first heard it, I like kind of teared up a little bit just because it was finally that feeling being put into words for me um, as to how I was feeling about the pandemic and how it was making me feel even though I was so lucky, but it was still really rough. So, you know, having this artist that I totally love and you know adore completely kind of put those into words for me it was really great and also having like one of my really good friends Dina who loves Taylor Swift as well we were able to talk about those albums together like Jasmine said and really connect with it because we haven't we really haven't seen each other in almost a year so so I completely agree with what I was saying um in her research and how it really brings people together as I said earlier like the story with Ariana Grande and her new album like it was really easy to talk to people about because like everyone like heard it like not everyone was able to hang out and has memories from those hangouts throughout the summer and stuff but when we get back to school and this album came out like everyone was listening to it and knew what everyone was talking about um so we had some zoom technical difficulties in our interview with sara and you know very common today um so we did not we're not able to capture the music aspect of the interview um however um something i did want to mention is sara wasn't as much into music as the three of us were so you know not everyone agreed with our points um but you know that's okay because everyone has their own opinions and their own interests Yeah, and it kind of just shows that throughout this pandemic, like, everyone's escaping in different ways and everything. Which is something, you know, as you can see as we kind of continue through these, this podcast, is that that is something we really did kind of capture, is that not everyone escaped in the same way or used the same mechanisms to escape. And I think that that was something kind of beautiful about the fact of escapism. You don't have to all like the same things and experience the same things in, you know, the same way, but you can do it differently and still get the same feeling from it.
we talked about TV and movies in the pandemic. Jasmine watch more, watches more TV than any of us. Go ahead. Okay. So, I think so. Like, so obviously, like, All American has been coming out every yes. week. Um, to all our listeners, you should go watch All American. <laughs> and I like it because, you know, it's like they're it's living teenage in teenage drama. Yeah, it's teenage drama. They're living also, their life. A bunch of shows have tried to, like, include, like, COVID and everything, but, like, All American, mm-hmm. they never really, like, talk about it. So it's kind of, like, a good way to, like, get your mind off stuff. And it's, like, yeah. Like, and I think like, like they not they're not at all. Yeah, they're not I at think, all. Like I listen, and they the only thing they said they're bringing from twenty twenty was like the Black Lives Matter movement because it like really yeah, it was fit Black into the theme. Nobody else was feeling that, but I think even on TikTok, I feel like people got so attached to TV characters. Yeah, I don't yeah. even see that as much. Oh, definitely. Like I kept seeing TikToks of people being like Spencer Reed. Yes. You know, like I saw one the other day. I almost sent it to you. It was like they saw him <laughs> yeah. somewhere. I was like, oh, uh-huh. I don't. I don't know if it's just me getting attached to like these non-existent characters like a crazy that's because I felt like on TikTok when All American was like a huge thing in the beginning of quarantine people were like obsessed with these characters and now the new season and I haven't heard anything um do you you guys like reality tv yes no I love reality tv I don't like reality tv really that's so weird I personally love reality tv (laughs) because it's just like a bunch of drama you know yeah and when quarantine first started what was that show oh too hot to handle that was like so stupid it was so dumb but it was just like so entertaining to watch who's like normal like right. they were living in a normal setting well, yeah know? and also it's so cheesy and it's like gets you away from like the real life drama exactly like and serious drama sorry I no go it's ahead, like go deeper ahead. than because like we can we can kind of list so many things that like remind us of escaping because it's everywhere like daydreaming is a form of escapism night dreaming is escapism like even when we retell stories of like our days we add things that like we felt happened but probably didn't realistically actually happen right like a judgment we felt like the whole room was like silent like what are you saying or like something like stuff like that yeah but I think it's it's more like when people I think that when people crave like reality tv shows or when they when we like books more than like our lives, it's because you're holding the answers in your hand or like it's so predictable that you already know it's going to happen. Yeah. And even the suspenseful stuff has an answer to it. You're not suspenseful yeah. because you're like, oh, like, oh my God, like really, really what's going to happen? But it's more like which of the things that we know can happen is going to be the one that they yeah. choose. Does that yeah. make sense? Like the next book, like you already know, right? I already know there's an right. answer. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. And I like it's the, it's, it's the obsession with, like knowing what's going to happen. So it's an enjoyable type of suspense. Like, but yeah. in our lives, I'm like, well, I don't know where I'm going to be in 30 years. And I don't enjoy right. thinking about yeah. it. Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not like, ooh, mystery. I'm like, great. I might be broke and living on a couch. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But when I'm reading something like, oh my God, is she going to get with this prince or that prince? Or like, <laughs> she can be the queen yeah. of this place or another place. And it's like, even the worst option for them, it ends up being a not very bad option because happy endings are what sell and even like the sad endings are satisfying to people because it's an ending yeah and like even if you're mad about it you're still like it still satisfies a part of you yeah yeah so i did some research on this specifically and uh, i found an article from rooters by uh, jill surgent um this is actually really recent too from 2020 um so basically she was talking about um during the holiday season December you know Hallmark movies are pretty popular and they were all still very cheerful and they had nothing to do with the pandemic or COVID 
And so it really helped, I think, people escape because a lot of people watch these shows. Um, well, however, there are other sh- shows that incorporated COVID and, like, the pandemic into the plot, like Grey's Anatomy. Um, so and I think at the end of the day, it's, like, personal preference. Like, what do you... Uh, prefer do you like having something that's going on in the world as big as covid in in your shows and stuff like that or do you would you rather just not hear about it at all yeah and in our interview with sara um you can obviously see that the group is pretty split because um i and sara did not really use tv and movies as much as a way to escape the pandemic as much as sarvin and i did um so but i don't want to like I do want to say that during the pandemic, me and my, my family and I really got addicted to the West Wing. So shout out to the West Wing Weekly. Love you guys. But I will say that I would not have fallen in love with those characters. I think I did use it as an escape. But I think like Sarvine said, um, I did read a lot more than I did watch TV. But I think what you said with personal preference is that show is, you know, started in um, 1999 and went on to 2006. So that had nothing to do with pandemic, didn't really touch on anything like that at all. So um, for me, my personal preference was really to not see that aspect. I really wanted to escape the pandemic. I don't know about you two, but for me, I really wanted to escape it and not see anything like that. No, yeah, so... I honestly don't know where I stand with this. I feel like it honestly just depends because with Grey's Anatomy, it makes sense to kind of incorporate yeah, it. Yeah, I, I agree with because you. Because it's medical. Yeah, like, exactly. I feel like if it's not in there, it's like weird. Yeah, because like, I mean, the hospitals were overflowing with like COVID patients yeah. throughout this whole, throughout all of 2020. I realized I really like to watch like early 2000 movies recently too. Like, yeah. and like also to like binging Victorious when it came out on Netflix this summer and binging iCarly and Big Time Rush recently. It also just came out on Netflix like a few months ago or like the last month probably. And like, I like watching those because it brings me back to the times like to my childhood. You know, there was no pandemic, there was no COVID, nothing. So it's really nice to just like go back to reminisce time. those yeah. times. <laughs> I think we can all agree from this interview that um, we all experience escapism every day and it's not just the traditional forms of you know daydreaming or thoughts in our head or traveling because obviously that was impossible this past year. Finally in the interview we asked Sada if she thought escapism did more harm than good. So I don't think the pandemic has like created any new things for people like I really think that the pandemic just gave people time to see a lot of stuff that was already there yeah Um, because because music and movies yeah music movies books and like getting lost in stories has been Mm -hmm. something that people have been doing for as long as we can remember but it's just like once we realized the lack of that connection we suddenly like just had a better appreciation for it oh yeah like would you go back and like not go through the pandemic like i'd not go back and change i I would not go back i don't think i would would keep it but i'm sure a lot of people wish they could reverse the effects of the pandemic it just depends how much it took from you we're very privileged you know we were all like you know we haven't lost anyone we're very privileged that pandemic hasn't taken you know jobs away from us whatever but I do think that these forms of escapism have allowed us to grow I was talking to my sister about this the other day in the car but I think for me like sitting down and act I've always been a reader right but to sit down and literally I had nothing else to do Mm -hmm. there was nothing better to do but then sit there and to actually get to know myself yeah I I think it's it was a time for people to actually like to read explore themselves exactly and I think 
And I think it forced all of us, like me, I'm a perfectionist. I love to know whatever's happening. I love it. But I was forced to sit there and say to myself, I literally can't control this. Yeah. Like I literally, there's nothing I can do right now. There's yeah. nothing. Do you think that this type of escapism has hurt you for the future or actually helped you? Books, yes. Movies, yeah. But social media, like not necessarily. Like I actually get upset at my phone all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't like Snap. I delete it all the time and then like redownload it and delete it and go back and forth. But like I can't think of like a really, really harmful side effect of reading or of, you know, like watching movies because because like it's all stimulating your brain, but it just depends on like the type. I can't I can't really see a lot of people being like, you know, all the books that I was reading or the stories that I was thinking about, like those bothered me or those hurt me. I just, I'm sure they might exist, people like that, but I just can't think of. I think from the interview, we can all conclude that it really just depends on the type of escapism that you are doing. That's how you know if it's like good or bad, because like, for example, obviously like TikTok is a form of escapism. It's just, is that really healthy escapism? Just sitting on your phone all day um, and procrastinating all the work you probably have and just keep on scrolling, you know, until like midnight. Like, and then there's obviously, like, healthier forms of escapism, like, reading. I feel like that's pretty healthy. Yeah, and, like, like who, hobbies that yeah. stimulate your the brain. brain. <laughs> Instead of, like, dumbing it down, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I agree with you t- both. I think that at the end of the day, we're all so different. But I think that what I really took away from the interview was that we all do different forms of escapism, whether that's reading, watching TV shows, doing movies, watching, like, you know, doing puzzles like I do or, you know, a, a good hobby. We all... Es- like escape in different ways but it all brings us the same feeling of not being in the same place that we are and allowing ourselves to think you know to not think about the things that are like stressing us out and giving us anxiety i I agree with what sada said in the audio clip where she just thinks that there are some harmful ways but we just need to learn as a society to balance it out or as like a person to balance it out and make sure that we're not you know doing one thing too much no yeah that was really well said aya um agreed (laughs) So I think that is a wrap for our first episode. Yay. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for listening to Teens That Talk Too Much. We hope you enjoyed as much as we did, and we hope to talk to you too much next time. Yay. Bye. 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 Bye.